This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. Together, listeners, I am so excited to welcome Sarah Camposarconi to our podcast today. Um, we were just blown away by the talent that we noticed from Sarah on TikTok, um, especially when we talk about sustainable maximalism. So, welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I mean, so first of all, listeners, if you haven't checked out Sarah's TikTok, you have to. Um, We will include links to it um, in the show notes. But, you know, for me, it was just such a fun explosion of color and passion for just expression through fashion. And one thing that is so cool about what you're doing, Sarah, is you know, we oftentimes when people think about sustainable fashion, they think of a very muted aesthetic and and something that maybe is, I mean, quite frankly, a little bit boring. So, you know, just give us a little bit of an intro about you and kind of tell us how you started your your brand now, basically, um, and and how you got interested in the um, fast fashion industry. Yeah, so um, I basically have always loved fashion. I grew up um, just watching runway shows, documentaries, reading a lot of fashion books and all of that. So um, it's kind of been my favorite creative outlet for myself. I think I like to kind of just express who I am um, on the inside through my clothing and just how I decide to pair things together. Um, And I, about a year ago, I started posting on TikTok, my outfits, just little like outfit of the day video. And it kind of took off from there. I think a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, um, were kind of just, you know, all on their phones on TikTok. And I think um, my videos really resonated with people just kind of feeling like a lot of joy in getting dressed and I think yes we've we've kind of kind of lost that like feeling of even getting dressed in general into like regular clothes out of our pajamas every day um so it kind of stuck from there I kind of just started growing my TikTok through just posting a lot of different um, outfit videos, different ways to style things, a lot of like thrifting things because I've loved thrifting for so long. Um, I think I first started thrifting at the beginning of high school. Um, So shopping secondhand has always been something I always incorporate in my videos. Like I'd say probably about 95% of my closet is secondhand. Um, That's awesome. That's that's an amazing number. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I always do encourage that too on my... um, on my channels and my social media platforms, um, different, different. I always like, um, like to introduce, um, my followers to different small designers that are, you know, work with like, uh, ethically made, um, pieces 
a lot of like yeah. upcycling designers and stuff like that. So um, basically, yeah, in any way that I can push sustainability in fashion, I try to because I know it's something that is, you know, definitely, definitely not the best in the world right now. So yeah. Yeah. And so Sarah, one of the things that I, I found so interesting. So first of all, listeners, um, Sarah has like over 6 million likes on TikTok and almost 400,000 followers. So um, she's being modest, but like has an, um, an audience that is so excited to see, you know, really what what you're up to in terms of your outfits. Um, and so one thing that I, I thought was kind of interesting was, you know, you mentioned thrifting and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and secondhand shopping. And so for me, like, I was curious to know, like, how do you, how do you go about finding some of these most unique pieces? Like, I, I kind of feel like, um, <laughs> let's, let's pretend you wanted to do your, your particular, uh, style recipe with new yeah. off the rack items. It might be kind of hard, right? Like you put a lot of vintage things together, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I definitely put a lot of like thought into my outfits in terms of like the little details I add. And I feel like that kind of is why also, um, kind of call my fashion a little bit of, you know, very, it's very chaotic, but it's what makes it makes it maximalism to me. I love adding like accessories. Um, I love adding even just like different pieces that can be like that you wouldn't wear a certain way. I like just wearing them different ways too. Sometimes it just adds like an interest to the outfit and people are like, Oh, okay. I guess I could wear a skirt as a top. Like that's different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. I'm definitely drawn to like color. I love prints. I love mixing prints. Um, I love bold, like just clothes in general, anything that's very out there, um, like different silhouettes, different textures. I think like a mixture of all those things is what creates um, a maximalist outfit. Just it's very much like a lot. There's a lot going on, um, but <laughs> but it's so cool. I yeah. mean, yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's just really unique. And I think um, – Obviously, that kind of style is not going to, I mean, it's not going to work. I mean, actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it won't work for everybody because I think it can work for everybody. It's whether or not people are like comfortable with that. But I feel like, um, you know, just like being an inspiration to people through, through that visual identity is, is so interesting. And so one of the things that we we kind of wanted to talk about as well, because this is a podcast focused on, um, you know, realistic, sustainable steps people yes. can take every day. I mean, you know, listeners, you've probably heard us talk about fast fashion and really the fashion industry's negative impact on the environment. And so, uh, you know, we, we've shared a variety of statistics with you. But the one that for me really resonates is, you know, around 85% of all textiles end up in landfills every year, mm-hmm. right? So where this is everything from clothing to sheets and bedding, et cetera. But like, that's a lot, right? That's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, just having that kind of footprint when we think about clothing is just, you know, is massive. And so when we think about waste, you can picture all of those textiles going to landfills. Um, and then you can also think about just like the uh, carbon emissions associated with the production of, of, of fashion. So Sarah, I wonder if we can talk a little bit about this too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, 85% of textiles, yeah, end up in landfills every day. Um, or every year, sorry. But um, I find so something that's interesting to me is I recently have um, 
went to, I actually thrifted at a rag house is what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Tell us more about this. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people don't know about these things because not everyone, it's not just like accessible to anyone to thrift at. Um, I was actually thrifting there because one of my friends owns a vintage store and that's where he thrifts. So I went with him one time and I was shocked by the amount of clothing, like just packed into like these bales. Um, and it's just insane. And it's what, I guess, instead of going to like the thrift store where you drop off and donate your clothes, not everything gets put out in a thrift store like that. Some of it gets basically sent here to these rag houses and, essentially it just gets shipped out of the country so not there's not like a bunch of people getting to like go through it and and take the clothes that they want every day it's just it's massive it's like a warehouse and so that was kind of like a moment where I was like wow this is actually insane because this is just one facility and they have these you know in, in every city um and it's so interesting too I always think like when I'm you know thrifting and I find something that is really really unique to me um I always like to just remember like there could be like a whole story behind it and that's kind of like something that I I focus on too when I'm thrifting is like some people you know give things away um and it meant like the world to them and then you get to kind of give it like a second life um which is awesome but um basically a lot of like the um textiles and things that are used that get um, sent out are a lot of like, um, cotton materials, a lot of like synthetic fabrics. Mm -hmm. Um, polyester is actually one that's used even more than cotton now. Um, and a lot of fast fashion brands use those, um, fabrics, which is kind of how it leads into like connecting fast fashion with, um, being a harmful, uh, part of the fashion industry. Yeah. Um, I mean, never mind that. I feel like polyester itself is just, it's so uncomfortable too. Yeah. When you're wearing <laughs> yeah. It. It's like scratchy and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. I feel like oftentimes going with the cotton or tinsel or bamboo, like all yeah. of that just even just feels better. Um, yeah. So, and that's the, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is I always try to like, I always try to look at, um, I mean, if you can't already tell just by touching the fabric, what, um, things that I find at the thrift stores are made up of so like you know like sustainable more sustainable fabrics like silk um they make organic cottons linen yeah um, anything like that I try and stick towards so even when I'm thrifting I always keep in mind not to like over consume as a thrifter as well and also to just pay attention to things like that too like again material um even like tags sometimes I just sometimes I don't enjoy like sh- shopping secondhand if I'm still purchasing fast fashion as yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so that's something I pay attention to as well when I'm um, personally shopping. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of things in the fashion industry, like even just the pollution of the water um, through like dyeing processes, yeah. um, you know, even like tanning leather, anything like that. Um, is obviously very negative. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just thinking about the entire ecosystem can be, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes overwhelming, right? Like yeah. it, it's one of those things where 
you know, when we talk, we just talked about the waste component. Now we're talking about materials and then we're talking about like how those materials are even, you know, prepped. And so I think the bottom line for most people is, you know, we can't, a lot of us can't help but consume fast fashion every once in a while. It doesn't make you a terrible person. But one thing that I think is really important for everybody to understand is, you know, investing in clothing that you're going to wear for long periods of time or you have like a plan for it, right? So yeah. maybe you're going to, um, you know, participate in like a clothing swap with with people people in your area and you're interested in doing Like just having yeah. a plan for it because yeah. otherwise we end up with just so much waste, um, you know, and it, we could talk about like returns and making sure yeah. things fit appropriately. Yeah. There's so many ways to go into it. But one thing that, that I, I wanted to, kind of dive into it even a little bit more was just the concept of a rag house too. Cause you're right. Like I I'd had never really thought about or heard about a rag house until you started talking about it. And so, um, you know, I guess for you, when you went into that rag house, you just saw, you just saw the impact, right? Just everything yeah. stacked up. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I wish I could show a photo. I'm sure if you Googled a photo, you'd be able to kind of see. Yeah. Um, we'll try and find one for the show notes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good idea. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's, it's insane. And I mean, even like I said, like coming from me who I enjoy thrifting, I love going through clothes and stuff like that. It's just, there are so many clothes, like you could close like multiple countries with the amount of clothing that they have in there. So it's just, it's, it's, yeah, an obscene amount. Well, yeah. And I also think there's a misconception where people feel like, okay, I'm donating my clothes. Either number one, they're going to go to Goodwill and get mm-hmm. sold again, which is yes. like, very, very unlikely. Yes. And number two, they're like, well, they're going to go to somebody who needs them, whether yeah. that is in this country or in another country. And um, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but you know, the whole supply chain mm-hmm for sending unwanted clothing to other countries around the world is ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. literally, they, they load up these massive shipping containers and, 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 you know, ship them across the world. And then there are also, um, you know, c- uh, countries that have received so many mm-hmm. off offhand rags and things like that, that they've literally said like, no, like yeah. you can't accept any more of this. Right. Yeah. So you can't just keep like sending us basically your, you know, unwanted garments and, and yeah. pretending like there's a happy path for them. Right. It's, it's yeah. just such a weird industry. Yes. And I, I do like on my, even through my social media channels, um, I do kind of like put an emphasis on working with what you have in your closet. And even if that's just kind of like thinking of a new way to wear something or even like home decor, if you were to break, you know, a mug and instead of having a handle on it now, you can use it as a planter. Yeah. Just thinking of different, like, innovative ways to work with what you already have um, is definitely a way to keep, like, sustainability in mind as well. Yeah, I actually was going to ask you for some of your tips. So I love that one, right? Which is like repurposing around the house, yeah. um, utilizing, I mean, I've done this before where, um, I needed to create some um, like cloths uh, to use around the house, like for, for cleaning. And mm-hmm. rather than just going out and buying new microfiber cloths or whatever, I literally found an old fleece blanket that didn't work very well for us anymore. Yeah. And I cut it up into squares and they work super well for dusting. Yeah. Um, so just like 
repurposing things, it might seem even a little bit weird. Like maybe you're not a DIY crafty kind of person, but you can, I mean, anybody can get out a pair of scissors and cut up some fabric, yeah. but just, just being inter- uh, you know, creative with repurposing. So I love that tip. Um, what are some other tips you like to share with your audience? Um, so other tips that I personally like to kind of follow and I do when it comes to like, even just thinking about like donating clothes and stuff like that, um, before bringing any of my clothes to, uh, like, again, like a goodwill or a value village around here, I do like to kind of let my, I'll let my friends kind of go through my stuff. (laughs) Um, so I, it kind of, you know, brings me to, I do a lot of like clothing swaps and stuff like that with friends. Um, there are even like Facebook groups that you can do like clothing swaps with and stuff like that. So sometimes if, you know, if there's something that you think you're not going to wear anymore, it gives a chance, you know, to be given to someone who is going to wear it and you know, it's kind of, it's actually going to someone and it's going to use yeah. to possibly not even ending up in a thrift store. Um, so I've been doing that a lot. There's also um, a lot of like newer, I haven't gone into them too much, but there's a lot of new um, like ways to rent clothing, which is yes. really interesting. Um, and I think it's awesome. Uh, I live just outside of Toronto, but there's a few downtown Toronto stores that uh, actually have like an in like a brick and mortar store where you can actually go in, like try things on, and you can just rent them for events. And I think that that's great because people will shop for literally every like special event that they have and then they wear it once and then never again. So it usually just, I know it's so, it's so wasteful. I mean, like, especially in today's day and age where everything is documented, people be like, Oh, well, exactly. Exactly. It's like, Oh, I took a photo in it. So now I can't wear it again. So, um, (laughs) that's a really great way. Um, and basically other than that, I mainly, um, if I'm shopping secondhand, I do use a lot of like online secondhand stores or even just like apps like Depop or Poshmark. Um, I find sometimes being like in, uh, being in a thrift store can be like overwhelming and can kind of like, you're like, Oh, maybe I need this. Maybe I need this. And it kind of leads you to buying more than you probably need. So sometimes, um, just using like online platforms like that kind of keeps me in check a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I love that. And like, it kind of brings me, oh, uh, give me one second. I'm having some issues with my uh, headphones. Okay. I think they're they're fine now. Okay. I'll, I'll start over again. So um, that kind of brings me to my next question, which is, you know, thinking about your particular brand of sustainable fashion that you, you like to call sustainable maximalism. So like, yeah. tell us a little bit more about like how you define that and really like, how you bring in those practices that you just shared into yeah. into your your outfits. Yeah, for sure. So I think that the biggest like misconception about maximalism is people always kind of associate it with an excess of something. Um yes. and I think that kind of leads into like the whole idea of like overconsumption and just having too many things, too many clothes, whatever that may be. Um but maximalism is actually just like an aesthetic of excess um and it really just explores like the creativity that one can come up with um I feel like it kind of it lets me kind of show who I am and how I would pair things together um in a unique way that not a lot of people would think of um again maximalism too doesn't always need to mean like 
a rainbow, like colorful, like yeah. wild outfit. It can totally be like muted colors if that's what you're into, but there is still a lot going on, like texture wise, like silhouette wise, stuff like that. Um, so I think that that's kind of like how I would define it. Um, but basically I love just thinking of different ways, um, different like combinations and configurations of how to wear my clothes. Like I said, I think earlier, like I, I've been wearing, I wear a lot of like tutus and I've been wearing them as like tops instead of as, a <laughs> I love it essentially. And I love the way it looks. And it's, it's so interesting to see people like now, you know, that watch like a video where I've done that kind of think like, Oh, you know, this tutu in my closet that I haven't worn in years now, I can wear it a whole different way. And it's kind of like, you know, if Sarah wears it that way, then I guess I can wear it that way too. And I feel like, you know, without sounding like overconfident in my videos, I do like that it gives people like that kind of inspiration that it does. Um, and I basically kind of just keep it, keep it like, real um on my channel too I'm very much like I do get the negative comments um here and there too saying like you know what are you wearing this looks insane um and I think a lot of people think as well in fashion um you know something when even when thrifting too they're like oh this has to match with this and this has to go with this and this color doesn't go with this and it's just a lot of like rules and things that we were like taught I guess you know I remember watching, like, I always bring this up because it's so, it's so, like, I feel like it was such a toxic show, but um, there was a show, uh, What Not to Wear. Yes. Yeah. And I always think about how I used to watch that, like, religiously, like, growing up and thinking, like, this is the way that, you know, someone should look and, like, the way they looked before, like, wasn't good and, like, they shouldn't be wearing this and they should be wearing this. And I'm always, like you know, if you like it, if it makes you happy when you put it on, then wear it. Like it's truly not so complicated. And I don't think that there should be any rules in anything like that. Um, I think it's just like, you know, truly wear what makes you happy as like cliche as that sounds. Um, and being sustainable with your closet and just in general, um, I always tell people too, like it takes time um, and it takes like a lot of care with your clothes. I think a lot of people, um, a lot of my followers think like, oh, I need a whole new wardrobe to figure out my personal style and all of that. And it's truly just like taking the time to figure out like what sparks joy in you. Um, and it's, it doesn't mean that you have to like start all over with, with a whole new wardrobe. It just means kind of sometimes working with what you have and figuring out like what fits your personal style now and what doesn't serve its purpose with you anymore. So. I love that. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's very personalized. Like you're saying, it's something where people, you know, different people are going to have different styles. They're going to have different like things they want to accomplish. But overall, I think it's a really interesting way to think about getting dressed, right? Like it's a, you really hit the nail on the head where you talked about how none of us are really getting dressed for a long time during the pandemic. Like I literally remember as stuff started to open back up, I was like, I had to go to a business meeting. I was like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to wear? Like, yeah. I, I have no idea. I was like looking in this closet full of stuff. Um, I also recently um, had a baby about eight months ago. So just like trying to go through and see like, what still fits. And like, we all have things that go on in our lives that I think can influence different 
purchasing patterns. And so, um, you know, obviously sometimes you can't keep something forever because of size and, and, and yeah. changing and that's totally okay. But trying to think through, you know, maybe if we're, we're talking about like a jacket or an accessory that can kind of be layered, like thinking about investing in those pieces. And I, I'm actually curious to hear about your thoughts on that as well. Like how do you view investment pieces that are new compared to like maybe a thrifted alternative? Yeah, I, and I am someone too, I love mixing like high end and low end. Um, so I do yes. shop secondhand a lot, but sometimes even just my secondhand um, purchases are higher end brands. Um, and I still, I mean, still even secondhand, you're still paying sometimes a decent amount. And so for me, like to justify something like that, I really do take a lot of time to think it through. I'm not exactly like an impulse like buyer. Um, so I'll definitely like if I see something that I think is going to be a staple in my wardrobe, and I know I'm like someone who changes outfits every day, like my outfits are always different. I still do have certain pieces in my wardrobe, especially my higher end pieces that I gravitate towards, like whether it's a jacket that I can layer on top of basically any outfit or um, I'm very much into like accessories when it comes to um, higher end. Uh, so like my my purses and my shoes are like my main things that I'll splurge on a little bit. Um, and for okay. me, yeah, that's just me personally. But for me, I I take like a lot of like pride in the, the pieces that I have. They bring me literally so much joy. And I know like sometimes it sounds a little silly talking about no, um, no, it, it's it's one way. of your passions. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's truly like how I people will always kind of ask too, like, um, like how how is it so easy to get dressed every day for you? Like, how do you just put this together? And it's just like when you have like a wardrobe or you just have pieces that you truly like care about and love it's hard to like put together an outfit that you don't like because you're just wearing a bunch of things that have a story to them. I know like, you know, all of my, my purchases, like, especially when it comes to my bags and shoes, I know like where I got them. I know when I got them, I know like the story behind all of them. And if there's, you know, anything like around them like that. So I, I definitely take into consideration a lot of things, like how often I think I'd wear something, um, Kind of even for me, it's not as much of a thought when it comes to like, oh, does this color match with anything? Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty simple with like, with the color. It doesn't really yeah. feel like, like I said, I don't even think there's like a matching system at all. So it's just more like if I, if I love it, I also like, again, like I'm someone who watches like a lot of like runway shows and even current runway shows. And there's a lot of designers I admire. So there are, there are, um, I kind of take that into consideration too, when I'm buying something that's a little bit more expensive or like a designer brand. Um, I just like to stick with like what I really love because I know I'll love it. So, yeah, I mean, and honestly, we all, I think have those pieces in our closet that we gravitate to. It's really interesting to hear about like how you kind of strategize what you choose to, yeah, splurge on compared yeah. to, you know, thrift or, or do other things. Cause again, like like we're telling you listeners, like it doesn't being sustainable in your fashion choices doesn't mean you have to not buy anything ever. And it doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, stress out. Like it, there's absolutely ways to have fun with it. There's ways to have fun with like, you know, swapping clothing with friends, like Sarah just mentioned, like 
there's all sorts of like really um like fun tips and tricks and honestly like I know I keep saying this but you have to check out um Sarah's uh TikTok like it's just so fun and it just I think it'll really inspire you especially if you're like me who really used to think of sustainable fashion as just like very monochrome kind of blah yeah. you know and yeah. and there's something the matter with that to some extent but right. I think we all kind of um, could use a little bit more color and fun in our life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, truly. I think that's kind of what it like comes down to. I think it's like, I feel like every day when I'm filming, I'm just like playing dress up in my closet and having fun. Like I'm like five years old again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, it, it's so fun. And honestly, like if you're in a rut too, like I totally um, have gone through recently, like get, getting dressed ruts, like I was talking yeah. about earlier, like being able to find inspiration wherever that comes, it can really yeah. help too. Um, yeah. So Sarah, this has been such a fascinating conversation. Um, and so typically what we like to do on this podcast is ending each episode by asking our guests the same question, because it's it's so fascinating to hear like how everybody responds to this. But yes. um, so from your point of view, you know, as an influential creator on TikTok and, you know, as somebody who's really involved in the the fashion space as a stylist, like, what is exciting you the most about what you're seeing going on in the ethical and sustainable movement happening? Um, I think that although, you know, the fashion industry does um, kind of impact in a negative way right now, I think that there is a lot of like... Um, kind of like a lot of brands and uh, designers are taking like a step towards being more sustainable, which, you know, although it's not necessarily like we're, we're making a huge change right now, it still is a step towards like in the right direction um, and a step towards that change. Um, So even, I think I was reading an article just a few days ago saying that, um, there's a lot of brands, fast fashion brands like H&M, I think Zara, um, a lot of them are trying to use um, more uh, environmentally friendly fabrics in their clothing. Um, and so I think that's great. I've also a lot of um, higher end brands have been kind of um, starting to do a lot of like digital clothing, which is interesting. And I'm kind of curious to see if that will have any interesting. Um, yeah, any impact on uh, sustainability and just in the, you know, the environment with fashion in general, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of if that takes off, like a lot of, yeah, a lot of high end brands are starting to kind of do that. So it, it'll be interesting to see that too. But I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, that to me is like what a very interesting side effect of, yes, the NFT and sort of yes. like digital goods yes. movement. Um, yeah. You know, it's there's so many, I think, like pie in the sky applications for it. But for me, you're right. Like, I think there's also some really interesting realistic ones. And I, I also am really interested to see how we can take the digital world and use it to kind of satiate, excuse me, our um, our need for, for fashion all of the time. Um, yeah. Sarah? been so fascinating i mean uh, so uh, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you um on social like your handles and all of that yeah sure on tiktok um my name is sarah camps with a z um and then my instagram handle is my whole name sarah campos Arconi. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much thank you
Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And as a special thank you to our listeners, use code GOODTOGETHER to get 10% off all products in Brightly's brand new shop full of planet positive swaps for your home. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together, so have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.